Level Podcast with your hosts, Stan Dryav and Nick Bracha. Welcome to episode 136 of the MMA Geeks Sea Level Podcast. We're going to do a quick breakdown for you all of UFC Fight Night Andrade versus Lemos coming up this weekend. Pretty limited on time, but we did want to get an episode up there. My name is Stan Jarayev, and the Bilal Muhammad to my Vincente Luque, Nick Braccia. Bilal Muhammad came the heck through, Nikolai. I told you you should have picked them and gotten the two points, but you didn't listen to Stan. Yeah, I um I thought Luke would be harder to take down and then he'd land more. I thought that most of the fight would feel like the the second round did. Where Bilal got got stunned badly. He he definitely got hurt, but he kept his cool. It was an absolute execution of a game plan. Like yeah. and what was cool was that is that he mixed it up. For the first three to four minutes of several rounds, he was he was standing in and out constant uh you know left to right movement and right. uh and and flicking the jab and, and landing it quite a bit and as soon as he started hitting the takedowns well like like often happens his striking got a lot more effective right because luke was more concerned about the takedown now than he was prior exactly yeah you you, you hit the nail on the head nick his lateral movement right he never let luke set his feet to fire with any real power and when luke did catch him against the fence he would be so quick to counter so really really impressive man if there's one thing about Bilal muhammad is that he is consistently coming up with brilliant game plans and i'm pretty sure it's him that's doing that he'll watch tape of somebody that has a similar style to his opponent obviously also his opponent losing Right, and he'll see what worked against him, what was available to me against a pressure, you know, a heavy hitter who can get up quickly but can get taken down. He put it brilliantly. Yeah, I'm, I'm really impressed with Bilal, and uh, yeah, I am. An, I'm and that guy's got to stop getting underrated like he is, man. Well, he's one of these guys who he's fighting better than he is. Like I do think. Yes, absolutely. He's reaching his his, chin, his chin's not amazing, and his and he's not an incredible athlete. He's. I think his chin's he's fine. Not, you know, he's good. He's it's all right. He's not. It's not amazing. He's not, He's not GSP. You know what I mean? Like as far as his athleticism, meaning no, that now that he now that he's in this uh, now that he's among these killers, um, he's much more he's just much more likely to get caught. So we'll see. But he's he certainly earned his earned his place among the top five um, at 170 right now. And he just beat two of the best stand up fighters in a row who are known for having great takedown defense, known for being able to touch up just about anybody um, who actually have gone to war together. So really impressive by Bilal Muhammad. But Nick, let's dive into this card. This is actually a better overall fight night card than I initially assumed. There are some names on here, some older names. Some... I, I still think it's junk. It's okay. it's it's on paper. I actually think a little bit better than last week. A lot more names on this hmm. one, man. This is a fantastic main event yeah. that is very unlikely right. to be boring. So I, I expect some, some exciting things to happen this weekend. Nick, I believe it is you who has the first pick. If I'm not mistaken, I had the first pick last week. Fire away, buddy. Oh, I've got the I've got the first pick this week. There's so many uh, fun ones to take, but I'm gonna go with. There's just listen. I was not. Um, I haven't fully consumed the Kool Aid on um, Mr. Romanov. Uh, his his performance against Juan Espino. I thought I thought he lost that fight, but I have seen nothing that suggests that in, in uh, following his, I don't know what he did to deserve this matchup, but following losses to Jake Collier, Parker Porter, Andre Arlovsky, they have decided to give the Vanilla Gorilla, Chase Sherman, um, a fight against this beast. 
and I just think it's a real bad matchup. I think Chase Sherman's going to end up on his back and get throttled um, pretty quickly. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. This is, you know, this is the right first pick, especially with Chase Sherman taking this on short notice. Nick, I don't know if you knew this, but following his losing streak. And by the way, you are someone who's picked Chase Sherman in his last couple of fights. So good on you for suddenly realizing that he really sucks, especially against a hell of a opponent. Um, I'm mostly messing with you. But the thing about Chase Sherman is that he's hilarious. Thank you, man. He he fought out his contract uh, and then the UFC chose not to sign him. Nick, do you know that they re-signed him for double his last contract and I think it's just to take this fight and also there's a chance that the UFC just clips him after this fight too, right? Like there's always that possibility. Maybe they'll give him one more since he Mm. accepted this matchup on short notice but you're right, man. Uh, The guy doesn't have what it takes to compete with this level of opposition. That has been made very clear. Uh, Chase Sherman is offensively decent but defensively porous. There's no defense. Chin isn't amazing for a heavyweight. It just kind of is there and uh, Alexander Romanov is going to get on top and either just choke him out with a forearm or pound him with his forearm. Either way, it's not going to be a good night for Chase Sherman. But man, if he comes in here with a Cinderella story, it will do nothing for anyone because he's going to continue to lose to good fighters. My next pick, or my first pick, I suppose, is going to be in the matchup between Tyson Pedro and Isaac Villanueva. Uh, this was mm-hmm. that uh, light heavyweight. Pedro coming back after several years off, and I, I think it was injuries and, and other such issues. So, like, has he developed this game? I know he's a tight to Vasa guy. I know they're close still. I know they train together. So that's a good sign, I guess. But how, you know, where is he now after, like, losing to some of the higher-level fighters? Good news for him is he's facing Isaac Villanueva, who is not at all a good fighter. Another guy that you like to pick for some reason, Nick, repeatedly. Um, and I think Isaac Villanueva is going to get run over here. There's a chance that Tyson Pedro has, mm-hmm. has you know, he's shown a lack of chin in the past. He's shown, uh, like, a panic that leads to losses for him. Uh, there's a chance, right, that Isaac Villanueva still has his shit together after a few minutes with Tyson Pedro have been out for so long. Uh, there's a chance Isaac can take over, but I've got Tyson Pedro all the way here. Yeah, I do too. I mean, Tyson Pedro, I believe he comes from either a gym or a family of some repute. I believe he's you know in his his native land. Is he Kiwi or, or Aussie? Or, but I'm gonna um, say Aussie because I think that uh, uh, what's his name is uh, Taito Vasa is Aussie, I believe. Anyway, yeah, he's he's Aussie, and uh, so. I you know I think they want him uh, I, th- I think they'd like to build I think they'd like to build him up and I think he definitely has a favorable matchup here um, he really needs to win this and I suspect that he will yeah I mean this um, so is I was with right. you and this was this was going to be one of my top picks also I'm going to go with the really really wide um, odds but they've got uh, they've got this guy uh, Dean Barry who has wins in Bama and Titan FC. Going up against Mike Jackson, that guy that fought CM Punk, um, and Mickey Gall, and and Mickey Gall, and law, yeah, like this is a not a UFC fight. I don't know. I my my expectation is that they they owed Mike Jackson a fight after the CM Punk stuff. Um, otherwise, I don't really understand what he's doing uh, here. But um, the odds makers have seen fit to make um, Dean Barry, and I haven't seen any tape on Dean Barry, but I think he's something like a a minus 1100 favorite um so i'm gonna take their word for it there was nothing that mike jackson did that led me to believe he's gonna be able to finish uh, a guy that has wins in in titan fc yeah mike jackson is i think a photojournalist for mma i'm um, not really very well known but he talked enough trash to cm punk when he was first signed and so the ufc decided let's give him this guy who's seemingly has no skill and is generally uh, generally a journalist but he does have a bit of a kickbox i think an amateur muay thai 
background, and and I could see him being successful. He's a long, lanky guy against really low-level competition. Dean Barry, like, he makes a lot of mistakes. He doesn't have much of a defense game. He's not really very technical at all, but he has bombs for hands, and he throws it with reckless abandon. Um, He should have the edge standing here, but Mike Jackson might just keep him at jabbing range and not craft him if he survives the first few minutes. But he did get smoked by a very young Mickey Gall, just smoked and run through in Mickey Gall's UFC debut. So, you know, not necessarily... Uh, not necessarily like high hopes for this guy at age like 37 at this point. So I'm I'm there with you. I think the odds are, here's the thing. Jackson by decision is plus 1600. Put $10 on him. You're, you'll get 160. And if you lose, then you lost 10 bucks that you didn't really hopefully care about. Um, so like that is just worth a, a throwaway because Mike Jackson might just outcraft him after Dean Barry gets tired from throwing bombs. Um, in my next pick, Nikolai, I think, let me see, what are... What are the odds on this one? I'm actually not even sure what the odds are. I think I'm going to go ahead and take Iori Lee Quing. I don't know if I'm saying I'm not saying that right at all against Cameron Elsie, who has an easier to pronounce name, and outside of his win over um, Patty Pemblet, hasn't really shown anything. And that was years ago. Um, you know, an even less developed version of Patty Pemblet that he is now. Still, you know, impressive in its own right. But Iori uh, Kilang on paper has a higher ceiling he's got double the record raise 20 and 11 versus elsie's 10 and 5 um I, i'm gonna give eric lang the the better odds here standing he makes mistakes in a lot of them i just don't think cameron elsie's the guy to take advantage of that got it good pick um i'm gonna go with this isn't the coming event but it kind of should be i've as you know i've never been particularly impressed uh with montana de la rosa and I think that I don't think she's going to be able to submit Macy Barber, and I think Macy Barber has a really bad style is a really bad style matchup for her. I don't think De La Rosa does well um, with aggressive pressure fighters with physical fighters, yeah, just like more, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's exactly exactly what Macy Barber is. And Barber has those losses to Grasso, who's good, and Mataferi, who had her number. She went in there overconfident. But a fighter that was, you know, I thought she should have lost against Miranda Maverick. But right. for she should be on a three-fight losing streak. Be, That's the thing. She should be on, but but against, I mean, against better fighters than Montana De La Rosa, and she's got those wins over Cyphers, Aldrich, and, and Jillian Robertson, and I put them more in the Montana De La Rosa camp. So I think I think Macy Barber um, wins a decision. I could see her opening up a cut, getting her getting De La Rosa like leaking, and um, I just. Yeah, I th- I just don't think that Montana de la Rosa is going to be physical enough to uh, to stop Barber. Yeah, that does seem to be her issue. I think she trains a team alpha male now, by the way, and I don't know how much that's going to help her. I assume her husband, Mark de la Rosa, is you know, uh, with the same camp. Um, yeah, I, I tend to agree with you. The thing is, these odds are kind of appealing considering Macy Barber lost to Montefiore by being taken down repeatedly and controlled. Montana de la Rosa is like capable of doing this. She's got decent stand-up, but you're right. It's Macy Barber being just more physical. Uh, Macy- she also pulled. I mean, she got hit. In the, she got hit in the face by Roxy and fell and and tore her ACL. I mean, I don't, she, we haven't. We haven't. It sounds like she got knocked down her. by Roxanne Montefiore. Uh, and had a like she had an, I'm sure she hurt herself right the the MCL yeah, tear just, it's not an ACL tear like with due respect 
Um, it's no excuse for being ragdolled by a fighter that you were like a giant favorite over. Granted, Matafari is a good fighter, and let's give her some credit. But yeah, but Rob, but yeah. Robertson and Maverick, uh, Robertson and Maverick are not. You know, they, no. they can get some takedowns too. Like Matilda Harris has got good you're grappling. Right. She doesn't have very good wrestling. No, l- listen. By by most means, you're right. I, ju- I just thought that it was worth considering Montana Del Rosa at plus one fifty five. It's worth. You're a, always a, a, you're a always backing her up. I don't know why. You're I, right. I, you know what? I, she is my other Jillian Robertson. Theories, but she, no, I'll t- first like, of all, I think Montana Del Rosa is is an attractive young lady and she is married and, and I'm staying respectful but um, she's like my other Jillian Robertson because they're both really good wrestlers and once they're on the ground they legitimately have a good jiu-jitsu game um, and, and that is rare in women's MMA for somebody to have that specific talent because there are so many strikers with not so great takedown defense against good grapplers but I think you're right about this one Macy Barber's takedown defense overall is good um, she comes alive really in the third round so like any five round fight I figure might just benefit her I, I do think she probably has a slightly higher ceiling but again a plus 155 it's something to consider Montana Del Rosa if, yeah if De La Rosa were the kind of you know, I mean, the kind the kind of wrestler that's going to give Barber trouble is a Tracy Cortez. Yeah, it's someone who I hear that. It's it's somebody who just like bites that on the mouthpiece and sh- and shoots, you know, just changes like fast level. Yeah, I changes think you're probably right. And just shot after shot. De La Rosa doesn't have that. No, um, I think she has anyway. less uh, wrestling experience than Jillian Robertson. Yes. although they're both, they're both good grapplers. I think you're right. Uh, so next for me is going to be the main event, Nick. Amanda Lemos versus Jessica Andrade. These two women are maybe maybe the only women at 150, maybe besides Rose Namayunas, who have just the kind of power to shut somebody's lights off completely and entirely with technique. And to be fair, Andrade is slowly cleaning up her technique kind of in the mid to late part of her career. But, you know, you've got Lemos, who's on quite a winning streak. Five fights in the UFC, right? Against Miranda Granger, who's a decent prospect, at the time, and was, I think, a favorite over her. Mizuka Inoue, who's a really crafty girl, and she survived to a decision. Lavinia Souza, who was an Invicta champion, but hasn't looked great in the UFC. She smoked her, man. She destroyed her. And then Mon- Montserrat Ruiz, she just ran through. Angela Hill, though, split decision. Most people believe the second and third rounds should have gone to Angela Hill, right? That's when the tie changes in that second round. So, you know, you got to wonder, like, how is she going to do in a five-round fight against somebody who has endless cardio? The problem is it's not that simple because Jessica Andrade is known for being so aggressive that she runs into her opponent's uh, like offense, especially when it's a capable opponent. We saw that when she faced off with Weili Zhang, where she just like ran face first into face first into multiple big shots, including a knee in the first round. Was finished in 42 fucking seconds. She lost her title that way, right? So since then, lost the split to Rosna Mayunes. Uh, got finished from crucifix by Valentina Shevchenko. Does have a couple of wins at 125 against Caitlin Shukagan and Cynthia Clavio. Neither are bad wins, especially since she ran through both girls in the first round. So she's dangerous as hell. Um, is there a possibility that uh, she gets knocked out in the first round by running into shit like she did against Weili Zhang? There's a possibility, but I do think she's gotten more technical and cleaned up her game. She just needs to get her through about seven or eight minutes of this fight, especially with her pressure, with how much she's going to make Lemos work. Um, I also think Lemos is fine being on the back foot because she likes to kind of sit down on her punches. She's not pressing forward quite as much and and she's going to get pushed onto the fence she can be dangerous from the fence right so Andrash has to stay careful there but those body shots are only going to tire Lemos out more uh, so I have to go with the more proven fighter and I think she still has some value at around minus 170 maybe minus 210 now see that those odds are, are going wider and wider uh, I, I, th- I still think there might be some value here maybe if you uh, take like a Lemos round one KO parlay which will probably pay you huge if you put drop like five bucks on it you can put Andrash into, into some kind of a parlay with somebody that you're very confident in so you're going, but you're going with Andrade. I'm for the going win. with Andrade. 
yeah, same, 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 same. Um, next, I'm going to go with, I think this is the co-main event, or was what you just called the co-main event. I believe that's the main event, the, what I just picked. <laughs> oh, the main, that main, that's right. It's not, um, the co-main, I'm going to go with, listen, I I think it's 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 hard to believe, but of all the people that were around 15 years ago, uh, Clay Guida may be doing the best. And I think this is a huge step up in competition uh, for Claudio Puelas, uh, who's who's good. But I think that Guida, his pace has not changed over three rounds. He's he's going to put people on their back. His boxing's pretty good. His chin is pretty good, unless you're you know like a murderous bomber, uh, which I don't really think uh, um, Puelas is. And Guida just took out you know he just took out Billy Quarantillo. Um, he took out Leonardo Santos. He almost beat Mark Madsen. Like he, uh, arguably, arguably deserved the win. He's still putting it together. He's still putting it together. Um, and I think, I think this is a, I think it's a big step up, you know. And it was only four months ago that he, that uh, I'm sorry, he beat Billy Quarantillo in a grappling, my grappling fight. I forgot about that. Um, I just, I'm not ready to give up on Guidi yet. And I think this is, he's, you know, he's still a legit gate, gatekeeper. Um, at the weight class and like yeah i see him holding it down at 155. yeah i mean puelas like he didn't look very athletic or or really all that talented in his in his first couple of ufc fights um although he does have that nearby win over philippe silva in that second ufc fight right he didn't look so good until then it was a comeback win he didn't look good against martin brava who finished him in round two but that was back in 2016 he was a younger man back then right yeah um, he nearby grutzmacher but like Clay Guida is not who, who nobody knee bars Clay Guida. Uh, like, no, no, it's it's harder. Clay Guida usually will go in for a guillotine, or you got to hurt him first in order to catch him with something like that. Yeah, I, I tend to agree with you, but I do think Claudio uh, Poelos, what he's shown in his last couple of fights is that he's actually making improvements fight to fight, and he's a young guy. He's got a ton of experience already. Um, I can see him. I, if I remember correctly, who does he train with? Is it ATT? Pitbull Martial Arts. Yeah, uh, Puelos is with Pitbull. Anyway. Yeah, that's a great fucking team. Presumably, then you would think he would spend some time at fight ready, given in, where the Pitbull in, brothers in are. In Lima, right? uh, well, this is in, this is Pitbull MMA in Lima, Peru. I see. So it's kind of a sister. So it's kind of a sister gem. Now, uh, let me see here. I'm looking at pictures. It looks like could that be Sanford MMA? Yeah, looks like he's in Sanford MMA as of five weeks ago. That's good to uh, know. Uh, that's a factor, dude. That's a lot of like good wrestlers to train with. That's a camp that really improves you. It's not like George, uh, um, Greg Jackson's, right? Where like you're, every fighter that goes there doesn't make a single fucking improvement ever. Nowadays, at least, this is a, a gym that develops fighters, particularly the stand-up games. Uh, and, like it really does. You see big improvements with guys like Usman, with guys like uh, Luke, with guys like uh, Burns over the years, right? It takes a while for a lot of that to click in by these grapplers, but eventually they do. So. Look, it, I think there's some risk here picking it this early. This was literally the last on my list because Clay Guida, I tend to huh. uh, I tend to agree with you on the pick, but Puelas makes improvements constantly. He's going to be fresh, still going to be dangerous late in the fight, whereas Clay Guida is used to kind of taking over against tired opponents. So, yeah, uh, I, I do think Claudio Puelas in some ways is a poor man's... Um, I can't believe yeah. that you think this is, this, is a, this is a harder fight to pick than Jordan Venata, but whatever. Jordan Venata? We can talk Venata? about that when the time comes. Oh, that, that, is, a, that is a very tough... That is a very tough pick, to be fair, and it's not far off of that. You're, you're making a fair point. Um, all right, my next pick is going to be. Uh, <clears throat> I'm going to take Marc Andre Berryou to beat Jordan Wright, and I know there's risk Oof. here. I know that Marc Andre Berryou. <laughs> I know. Well, here's the thing. Prior to uh, February, when he was knocked out in like a few seconds, I would have I would have picked 
Mark Andre Brady won this matchup easily without even thinking twice, right? Problem is, he just came off a knockout. It's a couple of months later. Jordan Wright is very dangerous early, um, but Jordan Wright is just—he's going to make a big mistake within the first couple of minutes. He doesn't need that much time to fall apart, right? And when he gets backed up by a pressure fighter, which Mark Andre Berriou is, he is defenseless against that cage. He's going to get smashed. Even though Mark Andre Berriou isn't known for his power, uh, he's sitting down more on his punches now. I'm going to pick Mark Andre Berriou because of the style matchup, but I realize there's a risk. Mm. I would say put a yeah. Put I was going to take. I was going to take right. Were you? That's very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would recommend two bets uh, on on this one that you might want to consider. Right, right by KO was plus three seventy five. After Mark Andre Bayou again was knocked out recently, he had a great chin up until then, but he was just knocked the, the heck out. Right, this is two months later um, that he's fighting, so that's not nearly enough time, man. And he took this fight on short notice. It was some risk. I realize this, but right by KO plus three seventy five might be worth throwing a you know thirty bucks on there, twenty bucks under to, to to or more like thirty to one hundred, um, and then. Under 2.5 rounds, this fight is likely going to be finished one way or the other by then, by two and a half rounds in, minus 152. That's something I would seriously consider uh, as a bet as well. I, I realize this could go to decision with Mark Andre, but you pressuring. But Jordan Wright makes huge mistakes and makes himself available in that way. What you got? Uh, do you agree with this one? Um, no, I just told you. I, oh, wait, wait, oh, no, wait, I don't. Disagree um, with this one. Cause, yeah, I think it's too. I don't think anybody that got knocked out should be coming back in two months. I just yeah, don't. you're right. You, I know that. I know Wright got knocked out four months ago, but I, I think if he gets if he gets buzzed early, which I think could happen, it's going to have a big effect on him. Well, Jordan um, Wright is more dangerous early, so you're making a fair point. Yeah, you're making a great argument for it. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go with. I don't know a lot about these guys, but I'm gonna go with Marcin Prashnio. Uh, over uh, Philip Linz, who I think I've seen before. I don't. This is this is uh, unranked guys at uh, two hundred five, right? Or these well, guys. Linz used to be a heavyweight. Fuck guys like Andre Arlovsky on a bit of a losing right. streak. I think Tanner Bozer knocked him out, and then Martin Prashnia got knocked out in his first couple of UFC fights. Actually, rather looked embarrassing, and then he's come back since and he's put some wins together. Granted, still. You know, looking somewhat fragile. Um, he's clearly cleaned up his game, and he's clearly cleaned up his defense. He's less nervous about getting hit. He got knocked out by Sam Alvey, Magomed Ankalaev, and Mike Rodriguez in basically the same way. Three fights in a row. It was like a southpaw cross or, or something yeah. along those lines. Yeah, then he beat Khalil Roundtree. Right, is... right. He beat Khalil Roundtree. And, and I, I feel the way was so big shakes, but like he did, know, he, he did finish through, him. You right? go through. You go through, yeah, but you go through rounds with Kula Roundtree, like you've earned, you know. Yeah, man, and he took good. over, man, after a rough first round against that maybe the heaviest hitter in the division, right? Like, not a whole lot of guys are, are, are just more physically imposing than him. And he fucking took over in the second and third round, so it was impressive after that knockout streak. Yeah, I mean, no shame in lo- no shame in losing to Uncle Liev, no, you man. know, or, no. or slow Rodriguez. Like, that dude hits hard. Yeah, true, um, and, and Sam Alvey, back, you know, back when so he was on a 15-fight yeah, I mean, losing streak. Right, so uh, yeah, I've got uh, I've got Prochino over Linz. Yeah, I mean the the thing with Linz is he struggled with uh, with um, who was it Andre Arlovsky's uh, speed and Marcin Prochino is going to be way faster. Philip Linz could very well just land a clean shot and Marcin Prochino goes out. That's very possible, but uh, he's I don't think he's a southpaw, and that's what Marcin seems to be kind of uh, uh, antithetical to. So my next pick is going to be in the I'm looking at my options in the Dwight Grant versus Sergey. Kandovsko fight. Um, I'm going to take Sergey Kandovsko. Dwight Grant is pretty low output. Um, I feel like he's used to getting beat up by better training partners, and he fights like it. Uh, I, I think Sergey is going to do uh, do enough. Like he's he's been off for a few years, to be fair. So there's some concern, but this late in the game, uh, I'll take the Rusky, Rus- Russian striker over the American almost non-striker. Although Dwight Grant has power, so watch out for that. All right, let me get that down. You've got. Um... 
Sergey Kondosko. Uh, Sergey, yeah. Kondosko, Kondos- I believe. Kondosko over Grant. Yep. And then there are How two many are fights left to fight. Left, two fights left to pick, so we're gonna end up uh, we're gonna end up with six picks apiece. All right. So we got Evan Elder, Preston Parsons, or Jordan Vernada. Oof. You know. I guess I'll pick Zerdane Vernada because I'm pretty fam- even though I'm iffy on these guys because I know them a lot better. Yeah. Um, Charles Jordane, um, he had that. Oh, that's right. He didn't end up fighting Ilya Tapuria. Right. I think I, I think he had to pull. He out. got he, right. He got beat up by Julian Arosa. It was a fun, really exciting fight, and then he looked great against Andre Andre Yule. Yeah, which um, most people it, do is tricky, right? Like, can you rate that? Out? Although yeah. he looked really impressive. Like he really looked his best ever, even though the opponent is but, not amazing. But ever since you know, ever since I think that that like rocking or flash knockdown of. Uh, of Tony Ferguson, Venata has been a very frustrating fighter, because um, he's he's clearly really skilled, but he doesn't he doesn't throw a lot. He spends some time backing up. He just he he seems like a guy who's always reacting to what his opponent's doing to me. Yeah. Um. You know, he has those two fights with Bobby Green. Like he's really good, but the thing is that Jordan does land. His problem is his chin, and aside from like, um, aside from like zinging uh, Ferguson, we don't really see Venata hurt guys badly. You know, like he doesn't he doesn't seem like he's got the kind of power that's going to put Jordan down. So I feel like, just by virtue of being a, a more offensive fighter that Jordan should be able to do enough over three rounds as long as he avoids, uh, you know, walking into something. Yeah, I mean, it, it will be somewhat hard to avoid walking into something because Venata does a really good job of countering. Um, you know, he's, he's always looking to be flashier rather than rather than uh, more effective, I feel like. And, and like, less so again, well, less so in that fight against uh, Andre Yule, I felt. I felt like... Um, he, I'm talking about really Lando, could've... although that, you're right. Oh, that Lando, could apply, oh, they're both, well, they're both, they're both super yeah. flashy. No, yeah. no, you, no, you're right, but... And you're right, uh, what's his name? Charles Jordan has, has got to fit a, a flying near to in there every guy. I mean, fight. this is the fun... This is, yeah, this... I mean, this Spending is the, this is the MMA Geeks fight to yeah, watch. Oh, like, yeah, oh, are... yeah. Fantastic, fantastic fight, right? Like, like this is going to be nonstop entertainment unless... Lando Venata has the wrestling skills to actually ground Charles Jordan and keep him down there for long enough. He has the skill. He can do it if he chooses to. We've seen We him. haven't seen it. We haven't but we've seen him do it, but we haven't seen anyone really pull that off against Jordan. Like Andre Feely, who's got good wrestling. I don't think he did. Like Andre I don't Feely feel like doesn't guys... have good wrestling. Oh wait, no, Andre, Andre Feely does fighter. have no, you're right, you're right. He does have pretty good wrestling. And uh, l- um, uh let me I'm gonna tell you right now, five takedowns against Charles Jordan. What else? Who else you got? Who did Feely had five takedowns? Five takedowns, Nick. Desmond Green, another good wrestler. Four takedowns against Charles Jordan. Marcelo Rojo, who is not a wrestler at all. One takedown against Charles Jordan. Julian Arosa, who's not a good wrestler. Two takedowns against Charles Jordan. And Charles Jordan has gotten zero takedowns in his UFC career. Hmm. But but it does seem like the, like the getting hurt is worse. Like hurts gets gets him more than the takedown defense. And I just Venata is a good grappler and a if pretty good wrestler. But he's not, he's, not, but he's, not, he's also not that strong. Like the the guys that have been taking Jordan down or can out muscle well, him. I'm is, not sure Venata is going to be able. Isn't to. Jordan the guy who fought at 145 though? 
let's see, the, uh, Julian Arosa was 150 catch weight. I think it was like a last-minute thing. Let me see. Uh, I don't think he changed weight classes, did he? Well, this is at one. No, you're right. This is at 145. I, I apologize. You're, you're right about that part. Um, but here's the thing. Lando Venata, since he left Greg Jackson's, and he tra- he's training at that six- sister school, uh, Jackson's MMA at Coma. Um, he has legitimately looked better, man. He beat Mike Grundy. Um, granted, he didn't do well against uh, Bobby Green, but Bobby Green, like, he really is standing up. He's in a different fucking level. You're not going to take him down. Venata right? oh, was much better in the first fight against Bobby Yeah, Green. man, dude, that's why I picked Venata in that rematch is because I just, like, saw some clear signs that, like, Venata's got what it takes to do his stuff here. But you're right, he's hot and cold. He's hard to rely on. I, I don't blame you for making the pick. And, and like, it's hard to rely on him to actually go for the wrestling offense, right? So even though he has the skill, he did do that, though, uh, a couple of fights ago against... Who was that guy? Marcos Mariano, who was purely just a purely a, a kickboxer. Lando just took him down immediately and disposed of him, moved on with his life with the Kimura. Um, I'm going to take in the final fight Preston Parson versus Evan Elser. Evan Elser probably well, who, well, has... who's your pick? Are you picking are you picking Venata in that fight? Um Yeah, why not? Sure. Even though okay. Charles Jordan is so much fun to watch, like just that take, like Venata's people, his coaches have got to point out that he can just get takedowns here. He might still choose not to, um, but why not? It'll be more interesting. So, Evan Elser versus Preston Parsons. I am going to. Evan Elser actually has some potential. Usually fights at a lower weight class. Took this on short notice. Trains at Sanford MMA, which is not a bad sign, right? I think he has a higher ceiling than Preston Parsons, but he's underdeveloped. He's been fighting really mediocre competition, right? Is he actually UFC ready despite the fact that he gets to train with some pretty good training partners, right? His um, last few opponents, 9-16, and 16, his last win. Before that, 4-1, and one, probably the best record of any opponent he's ever had. 6-6 six and six before that, 2-1 and one before that, 0-1, oh 0-0, and one, oh no, oh no. Uh, de- you know, back to his, his uh, pro debut. So hasn't really fought anybody real and and as much as Preston Parsons ceiling is not as high as this kid's as Evans might be I think he's more ready getting beat by Daniel Rodriguez after going on a four fight win streak against the five and two ten and four eight and sixteen to be fair as a jobber ten and seven fourteen uh, you know like he's he's fighting high level of, of competition um I, I think he's going to I think he's going to be able to have the edge in his striking because he's more just seasoned there and more crafty there but Evan Oslo trains with a high-level team. He might just pull it off here, even on short notice. I think he had a different fight scheduled, by the way, so it's not like he's out of shape. So to be clear, your pick is? Preston Parsons. Parsons for Stan. I'll pick Evan Elder just to mess with you. Um, nice. That's it, man. So I got Romanov. You got Pedro. I got Dean Barry. You've got... The, the Mongolian fighter. <laughs> I've got, I've got Macy Barber. You've got Jessica Andrade. i got Clay Guida. You've got Bariot. I've got Prochnia. You've Belgium. got Kandoshko. Berlin. You've, you've got Kandoshko. I've got Jordan. You've got Parsons. So we'll see. Right now, you're up three points. I, uh, yeah, I we were tied from last, last week because you had a, a double hit. Even though I picked more correct fights than you, you took a good underdog. Good on you, bud. Thank you, sir. I just wish you would let me have Muhammad. I would have picked him next if you hadn't, Nick. If you hadn't just taken that loss, jeez. Yeah. That's a uh, nope. th- that's a bit. I'm of still. My we're in April, and I'm I'm at your heels, man. You are so. staying competitive. You are like the the scrappy underdog that won't quit, Nick. I'm fighting. We'll see. Hopefully, the hopefully a crappy card like this doesn't mess us up. Um, anyway, I, again, I don't think it's as bad as you. I'm just gonna I'm I'm just going to tell you a few people that are competing on this card. Just real quick. And then, it's fine. It's not, okay. I'm being I'm being grumpy. You are. You're being so great. You're being so grumpy. Nick, Amanda Lemos, Jessica Andrade, exciting fight to say the least, right? Clay Guida's on the card. 
Macy Barber's on the card. Alexander Romanov's on the card. Charles Jordan, Land of Venata, great matchup. Um, let's see, who do we have here outside of that? Tyson Pedro's coming back. I'm intrigued enough, and that's where I'm going to stop. Mike Jackson, Nick. Mike motherfucking Jackson's back. <laughs> that guy has championship material written all over him. Am I right? Mm-hmm. All right, bud. You have a great rest of your week. I will. Uh, I will try you to too. Get and good luck. Good luck, uh, and all of our listeners. To as we mentioned last show, Stan and his lovely wife Lauren are expecting their second. And uh, any the day time, now, time we record a next show, uh, baby number two should have dropped. So you know, keep uh, keep well wishes coming to uh, Mr. Dryev. Thank you, bud. Have a great night. I, I do appreciate the support, buddy, and I look forward to discussing what it's like to have a daughter. Oh, wait, no, you've already... We, we've yeah. both already done that. Yeah, we did that. Yeah. I'm still going to be very excited, though. I'm going to act like it's the first time. Go for it. Still pull any muscles. I know you're old and weak. Whoa, On that note. whoa, man. I am way buffer than I may look at this camera angle. I just want to say that. Yeah, this camera angle, you must look hungry. Okay. <laughs> Talk to you later. Later, bud.